welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. Hey, welcome back to the Decide Your Legacy podcast. This is episode 15, and it's on a topic, one of the most enjoyable topics for me to discuss. It's on goal setting, goal setting today. And so what I have for you today are four big mistakes people make when it comes to setting goals, and then a three-step process, an easy 15-minute process you can go through to set goals in your life right now, today. So it's the end of the year, 2020. 2021 is just around the corner, a perfect topic, a perfect thing to be thinking about. Before I get started though, I have been answering questions from my audience and I'm getting more and more of those. So today I'm gonna try to answer four, oh my gosh. But I'm gonna do that quickly and if you have questions from this episode or from a previous episode, obviously this is number 15, please send those my way and I will do my best to answer them as a part of the show. First question is from, well, I'm not gonna say, but it's from a listener. So the holidays stress me out with family. How can I prepare for these holidays? So, you know, common thing, common topic, and it is one I'm gonna hope to address in a future podcast, but also I have a bunch of articles that I've written as well on the topic. So a couple things. It might sound kind of strange, but lower your expectations. Don't expect the holidays and the time with family to be a 10, but be okay with a seven. Lower your expectations, be curious, come prepared to have questions for people and engage and have a servant attitude as you engage. So second question, I will not have family around over the holidays. So because of COVID, this is something that I'm hearing about and seeing quite a bit is I'm not gonna have people to hang out with. Um, Well, first of all, it's kind of the same stuff. Um, You may have friends, you may have people that are also missing family over the holidays. So maybe you reach out to some of them. Maybe you reach out and see if you can hang out with some other families. I don't know, but consider volunteering. Consider doing something for yourself, even having a project you can work on, something to keep yourself busy. You don't want to be alone. If you are going to look for ways to volunteer over the holidays, you may want to do it now. Maybe a good goal for you to set, reaching out and seeing how you can actually volunteer. And it may not be on the actual holiday, but sometime around the holiday. And then the third question, why won't I change? I'm trying to change my perspective. I've applied and tried to do some things you've suggested, Adam, but things aren't changing. Well, if you're stepping back and you're trying to see that you got this voice of negativity, you're trying to replace it with some of the tools we've discussed, well, probably you're not taking action based on that new, healthier perspective. For example, if you know that you're worrying about the worst outcome, you're able to identify the best outcome in a certain situation. Maybe it's making more sales calls and reaching out for more opportunities, trying to speak to groups of people, whatever. Are you actually taking the action to change the perspective? Because it won't actually change until you until you give it more evidence that this new, healthier perspective can become a reality. So it's usually action. At the end of every coaching session, I always ask my, well, usually ask my clients, you know, what actions can you take now 
that you're inspired to take based on our discussion. And that commitment that they make is where the real transformation takes place because we're just dealing with information if we're stepping back from our perspective. What I'm all about is transformation. Are we gonna make take the steps necessary to make the transformation in our lives? It's gonna take action. Fourth question is, and it's gonna to lead to this actual topic I'm gonna to discuss today is on goals. So it's from a listener who said, and I've actually even addressed this in a previous episode, this actual question, but I wanted to highlight it because they said that I set goals that are not necessarily what I want anymore. And basically the question is, is it okay to change your goals? And yeah, and absolutely it's okay. In fact, your goals are gonna change. Even these big goals that you have, these five-year goals, they're gonna change if we identify and clarify our values more because our goals are gonna align with our values and our values are what's most important to us. And if we had these skewed values or values that were other people's, our goals are gonna shift because now they're much more in line with who we are and what we want in our lives. So we're gonna shift. So today, and just to highlight, I'm Adam Gragg and I'm a family therapist. I'm a life coach. I've been a mental health professional for over 20 years. And I help people find transformational clarity. I help them face their biggest fears to take action. And if you listen to me at all, you're gonna see I talk about three things mainly over and over and over again. One is healthy relationships because we don't change without connection. We don't change without relationships that are healthy. That's what helps us to change the way we think, community. Second thing I talk about a lot is perspective, attitude, mindset, and changing this and stepping back from it, seeing there's a healthier perspective in this situation, in these circumstances that I'm facing. And the third thing is about self-care. I believe self-care is so important. That takes action as well. We gotta do something different for ourselves, living with balance making decisions to care for ourselves, our self-concept, how we view ourselves, those three things. And I talk about things in a way, hopefully, although I'm probably a little more complicated than I like to believe that I am, but in, in a way we could describe the concepts to a six-year-old and they can actually apply it in their lives. So for example, you can talk to a six-year-old about having a healthy view of yourself. What do you like about yourself? You can talk to a six-year-old about worry, about changing our perspective. What's a better way of viewing it? So let's go ahead and jump right in and to this topic. Uh, it's a big one, it's a fun one. So why is goal setting important? So I think about goals as it's gonna shift our focus in such a way that we're gonna start to focus on the right things. I've shared this before that we have neural pathways. They're neurons that form a, they form a path of neurons. It's a way we think. And if we're consistently focusing on why things are gonna go bad or what's gonna go wrong, that mode of thinking is gonna start to solidify and it's a path that we take consistently. It's like a path in our yard to our garden. If we consistently walk on the grass to our garden in that way, then it's gonna form a path. We're gonna smash down the grass so that we're heading in that direction. Then eventually we might put stones down, eventually we might even cement that pathway and it's in place. We show somebody our backyard, they're gonna walk on that path. But what if that path is heading in the wrong direction? 
So we've formed grooves, a path in the wrong direction towards negativity, towards what can go wrong, towards fear, not towards hope. We have to pull up those stones. It's going to take a lot of work and we're going to have to create a new path in our yard or a new path in our lives. We do that. Setting goals is one way we do that because it takes our energy and puts our attention in the right direction changes things in our lives. So goal setting, or think about it as just what are we aiming at? What direction are we heading is one huge way that we can change things. We have this concept as well in psychology called psychological fusion. We fuse towards things. It means our our brains basically lock in one specific direction. We get fixated on whatever it might be. It could be a problem or it could be a solution. So my daughter Emerson once, she was fixated on, it was, she had a swim meet. In fact, even more recently, she had a cheer outing where she's a cheerleader for middle school. She's an eighth grader. And she was starting to fixate on what could go wrong. I'll mess up my jumps. My jumps aren't as high as other people. My kicks aren't as high as the other kids. They've been doing it longer than me. And so I decided to challenge her to set a goal on something she could actually do. And so she had the goal of a few kicks and a few jumps, and then her mindset started to fuse towards something positive or had tunnel vision towards something positive, and it changed her. So I want you, as you go through this topic, as we talk about it, to really think, how can we shift our mindset towards goals? So four big mistakes people make when it comes to goals. Mistake number one is they're too stinking busy to set goals. They make excuses as to why they can't do this. And it doesn't take too much time to do it, but they say in their minds that they don't have time to do this. It's for people with more time. Not true. You can do some things to actually go ahead and make time to set goals. And a lot of it has to do with procrastination. If in in this podcast, I'm gonna refer to a previous post, um, blog post I wrote on procrastination because it highly relates to why people think they don't have the time to reflect and step back to set goals. And one of those things, things that can help you with procrastination is first count the cost. I mean, how does it cost you to not set goals in your life? How much time, how much distraction? Count the cost to break down your goals. So break down, you're gonna procrastinate because you're so overwhelmed by what's going on. So we have this huge thing five years from now, but if we break it down into these more manageable steps or these more manageable aims or goals, then it's gonna be more, it's gonna be something we can actually do. And third way people think people do when they procrastinate is, well, they, they don't get any help. So if you think about it, if you have a goal and you think it's all you or you don't have any way of getting help. So, I mean, for me, it's even just prayer is so helpful for me when it comes to a goal because then I don't feel alone or telling a friend about my goal because then I don't feel like I am all alone in my, and they're gonna have some feedback for me on how I can actually make it to the next step. Just yesterday, I talked to a buddy about a goal I had in mind and it was very helpful because it was overwhelming to think about creating a project or creating a product. And then as I got the feedback from actually a couple friends yesterday, it made it much more manageable. So we think we're too busy, we get overwhelmed, we don't wanna do it, and that in itself keeps us from actually setting any kind of goal. So that's a huge mistake that people make. Another mistake is that we make them too complicated. And we may even be somebody who knows a lot about goal setting, and because we know a lot about goal setting or we've read a lot of articles or we've talked to people, we've been in a professional setting where they set goals a lot, we hear things like 
setting SMART goals or SMART C goals, and we're just overwhelmed by it. So we make them too complicated. And because it's so complicated for us, we don't actually do anything about it. Instead, instead we set these lists of 20 goals, and that's so overwhelming, we can't commit to anything. And sometimes that's a way we procrastinate is because we overwhelm ourselves and we make things too complicated intentionally so we don't have to actually commit. Think about that. Something that I see, it's very common, but we make it way too complicated. And SMART goals, in thinking about goals that way, it's really supposed to make it simpler for you. So it's specific, measurable, attainable, re- attainable, realistic, and time-based. And I like to think of them as SMART C goals. So the C part is they're challenging. It's something we haven't done before or it's been challenging before that we're setting in our lives as an aim as well. And part of being too complicated too, it might be that you need an evaluation tool. And I'm gonna link in this podcast to an evaluation tool I love to give clients that helps you actually score each of your goals on a scale of one to six. And you can make decisions on what goals to make your focus for the year, for the six month period, for the next five years, based on the way you evaluate them, based on the score that you give to that actual goal. So link to that in this post, it'll find you'll find it very helpful. So the third big mistake is, is that we hide our goals. We hide our goals from ourselves because we don't write them down. We hide our goals from other people because we're perfectionistic and we don't want to be embarrassed if we don't achieve them. We hide them from ourselves. We hide them from other people. But they're big mistakes because a goal that is not in writing is, in my opinion, 10 times less likely to be achieved than one that you have written down in a very clear-cut way. And I'd like to think of it as a way where a six-year-old would understand what that actual goal is. And then we're we're even hopefully posting it somewhere that we're looking at it consistently. So I like to have my goals posted somewhere in my office and somewhere in my car. So I'm going to see them if I'm intentional on a regular basis. I'm not going to have too many goals. Some say you should only have four. Some say you should only have seven or less. But I mean, I like, I'm okay with having seven goals at a maximum for me personally. And I'm okay if there's some are long-term and some are short-term. They're not all professional. They're personal and professional goals as well. But we make them and it's a big mistake to keep them hidden in some fashion. And don't hide them from others as well. Your team should know your goals. Your family should know your goals. Your friends should know your goals. They should see them as well. They shouldn't be things you're embarrassed about. I set a goal of actually, and I'm a really, I'm, I'm not a good golfer. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not a good golfer. If I shoot under 100, I'm really happy. But I set a goal about a year ago of being able to consistently shoot in the 80s. And this is a 2022 goal. So it's not a, it's, I have a whole year to get to this goal. I'm nowhere close to this goal. It's embarrassing for me to even share it. It's a, obviously a personal goal. I, I like to go hit golf balls to get out of my head after I see clients and just a way to close my day off professionally and start my day off personally just something that I do. But it's helpful when I don't hide them. And I would suggest that a goal that is written is 10 times more likely to be achieved than a goal that is actually told to a friend or told to a group of people or that's shared with people is 100 times more likely to be achieved. 
because of that drive. And I don't even know if physically I'm capable, flexibility-wise, well, I don't even know if I'm capable of being that good of a golfer, but I'd like to be at some point. And it is a goal and it is exciting to think about. Anyway, so hidden from others. And then the fourth one, which is the biggest problem with goal setting that I have ever seen is fear, anxiety, worry. I'm getting stuck in my head. I'm afraid of success. I'm afraid of actually getting out there and putting this thing on paper, telling people about it, and actually doing it. That's the fear that we have. And I talk about that so much, but it's something that holds people back. I love to see people overcome big fears that they have, to take steps in the direction of facing their fears, sometimes for the first time. And that maybe something as scary as going and addressing a family, an issue with family, or addressing a medical issue, or addressing a goal. I mean, something that's a lifelong dream of starting a business or getting a degree or reaching out to new people, building relationships with healthy people versus toxic ones for the first time. I don't know what it is for you, but the anxiety that we have, and anxiety means that we're focusing primarily on the past repeating itself that wasn't good, the future not being something positive. Anxiety is stuck in the past, It's also stuck in the future. It's not living here in the now. It's not living in the moment. It's not letting go. So some questions you can ask yourself if you're afraid is, and first of all, a lot of times perfection is the reason we're stuck in anxiety because if we don't do it perfectly, if we can't do it now, then we're gonna feel like a failure. So we have this major goal in our lives and we don't break it down. So we start, but because we can't do it, we feel like a failure right away and we don't go any further. with that goal and whatever it is. So some questions to ask yourself, and these are huge, and I'll I'll link to some posts as well related to this on anxiety on my website, is we have to start recognizing, first of all, that it's anxiety and fear that's keeping us from setting goals. Admit it. We can't fix anything that we don't admit that we actually have, and then we, um, we start to add truth to it. So we replace that fear with some truth. And in that process, and then we take action based on that, which would be setting a goal. So questions you can ask yourself if you identify, first of all, that it's fear and anxiety is, is it true? You know, what evidence do I have that this fear is gonna come true? What evidence do I have that this fear is not gonna come true? Is it true? And be really honest with yourself. What's the worst possible thing that can happen? That's one that's helpful for me. So if I fail at whatever it is, what's the worst possible thing that can happen and how will I get through that? And then I'm prepared. Then I kind of tuck that aside and then I put 80% of my focus on what the best thing is that can actually happen in this situation. At least I try to. It's a battle and it's hard. How do I act? What do I do when I believe that it's true? So if I believe this fear is gonna come true, how do I act and what do I do? You probably act in a nervous fashion, but just identifying that it's impacting your behavior. And then what's a better and more hopeful perspective? And so sometimes I think of friends or even famous people that have an attitude that I wanna have about certain things in their life. So how would somebody who's a hero, somebody who would who seems to handle things with confidence, how would they view this situation? And I don't even know sometimes, but I just guess 
how they would view it. And that can help me to have a healthier perspective. And then how would I handle this situation if I was 10 times bolder? What would I do if I had unlimited self-confidence? And you start asking yourself those questions and it can start to change things. So I have a, uh, I speak sometimes at, at conferences for teams, um, do workshops, work with small groups of teams over Zoom and sometimes in person, well, a lot of times in person. So I've spoken, um, done a lot of public speaking over the last 15 years. And I got this thing coming up. It's a, It was gonna be a conference that was live, but they're gonna actually be filming me. And and it's it's I'm gonna be filmed in a studio and then it's gonna be presented to, I think it's a group of uh, 250 people. And so I have noticed myself though, getting stuck in some real fear. I've been procrastinating on getting this project done and preparing for it because for one, it's a really big company and one of the people speaking before me is the CEO of the company. And then one of the people speaking after me is a, um, is is kind of a famous person, you know? So I feel, in a sense, I'm kind of struggling with my self-worth. You know, am I am I good enough to, 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 be, to be in this environment? And you know, if I'm real, logical about it. I'm like, well, I have some content that can be helpful to these people. I have some experience that can be helpful. I know what works for people when it comes to mental health and confidence. And I struggle with it myself, but I have some information to share with them. But I noticed myself kind of caving and getting stuck in the fear, which is keeping me from actually taking action. And that's going to keep us stuck when it comes to goals. So I'm just like you, you know, I'm, I struggle just as well. I have this self you know, imposter syndrome, like I'm not good enough to do this. And when I get out in front and get out there and I see that I can help people, and usually an audience helps me a lot, so it's partially why I'm insecure in this setting because it's I'm speaking to a camera, kind of similar to what I do with a podcast. So I struggle with insecurity with podcasting more than I do with a live audience a lot of times because then I can get out there and connect face-to-face, make that eye contact. But anyway, we have to face the fears. It keeps us from actually setting the goal. When we write it down, we tell somebody else, and there's some level of like, I gotta do this. So even there's this some level of now I gotta really work on golf because I just told all the people that listen to this podcast that I wanna do this. But I can change it if I want to. I mean, if I decide if I got injured and I can't play golf or if I just don't have the time because of some circumstances or you know, maybe my econ- economically I have some problems and I can't actually play golf the way that I'd like to. I don't know what the future holds, but it's certainly a great thing for me to aim at. So now I wanna go ahead and give you, a, this is something that I love. So we've addressed some of the major problems, reasons why people don't set goals. And you know they make it too complicated. They don't take the time to step back. They keep them hidden. They don't do anything, and they have anxiety. You know these are big deals. And another reason people don't well, another big mistake people make with goals is they don't reward themselves as they incrementally achieve a goal and move towards in that direction. And by rewarding, it could be something very small, it could be something big. But if you make some progress, maybe you should. You know, a reward could be you celebrate with a friend. You go out to lunch because you've gotten to this certain milestone. Maybe you buy lunch because you've gotten to this certain milestone. Maybe you buy yourself a cup of coffee or a gift card or you buy yourself a book or I don't care what it is for you. You watch a favorite show on Netflix, but you set up psychologically some level of reward for making some level of progress. And in this podcast, I'm gonna link to a list of goal-setting reward ideas 
that you can look at for ideas on ways you can reward yourself as you make progress towards your goal. So let's jump in with this three-step process. This is the application section. Three-step process you can you can go through to move towards your goals personally. And I come from the place where I believe, and I do this with clients consistently, that you can set, you can set if you force yourself goals in 15 minutes, that would be the same goals you would set if you took 15 days or even 15 months to set those goals. Because I come from the place believing that your mind can solve problems in a much quicker fashion if you force it to. And if I put some pressure on you to do that. So if you may, you may want to, based on this podcast, just say, I'm gonna do this goal setting activity that Adam's describing in 15 minutes, and I'm gonna no longer let the fear and let the complication, let the procrastination actually hinder me from writing down some goals. So the first step in the process is to say, what improve? What are two improvements you would like to make in your life in all seven life areas? And write it down. <clears throat> Take no more than five minutes to do this. So the first life area I'm thinking of here is what are two improvements that you can make spiritually in your life? <clears throat> Not trying to get all preachy with you, but it might be, I mean, for some somebody, it might be to get up earlier so you have some time to, to have some reflection to have some time to pray, to have some time to, to, to meditate, to read your Bible, to read some inspiring literature that's helpful for you. But what are two things you can do to, to improve your spiritual life? It may be being around more positive people. It may be actually um, eliminating some negative people from your life. But you know that the people you spend the most time with are actually gonna have a huge impact and what you feed into your brain, the music you listen to maybe, the things you watch on TV, whatever it is, is gonna have an impact on you spiritually. And it's gonna have a huge impact on you actually in many, many, many ways. So what are two improvements you can make in that area? What are two improvements you can make in the health and self-care area? Just two things. Think about it. Just write some things down. It could be maybe you want to drink more water. You want to eat less crap. You know, you want to go to bed earlier. You want to get up earlier. Those are all the self-care health area. And these there's a lot of crossover in these life areas, but two improvements there. Two improvements in the intellectual area. That's learning, growing, learning new things. Talking to people that are smart. I don't know, anything. Intellectually, you're stimulating your mind. Are you being more curious? Are you looking at ways to actually ask questions rather than you know, more dialogue, less monologue? That kind of thing. But are we growing intellectually? So it could be reading more fiction, reading more classic fiction. Reading more podcasts. I mean, listening to more podcasts. Because they usually have intellectual content. Reading more blog posts from good authors. You know, Things like that. Those are how you're gonna grow intellectually. The social and fun area, that's fourth area here. Two improvements you wanna make there. Recreation, hobbies, relaxation, um, engaging in funny things. I just had a friend send me a skit from Saturday Night Live, like it's about the two town hall meetings and I was watching it before I started to film this podcast and thought, I think Jim Carrey plays Joe Biden. I'm like, I love Jim Carrey. So I'm like, man, I gotta, this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna enjoy this. Probably watch that three times today. But comedy inspires me, helps me. It's self-care stuff, doing goofy stuff, wearing a wearing my funny wigs. I don't know. I have some goofy stuff and it's, all, it's almost Halloween. So I love to, Love to break it all out and have some fun over the holidays. So career and business, two improvements you wanna make there over the next six months. What is it? 
Maybe it's you want to set some goals, a specific goal in your career, your business, or it's maybe redo your resume, make new contacts, learn some new things, read a book on developing your career. I don't care what it is. Just jot some things down. Financial. What do you want to do there? What are two improvements you want to make financially? Think about it. Something. You got to do something here. Do you want to save more? Do you want to spend less? Do you want to work on a budget? Do you want to read something financially? Do you want to listen to Dave Ramsey? Do you want to listen to some other financial guru out there? You want to read uh, one of my favorite books on money management's from, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget the name of the book. Well, I love the Total Money Makeover is one that I do love for sure. And I can certainly link to these in the post as well. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, I love it. Um, helps you understand assets versus liabilities, you know. So it's just good information, healthy information. Great stuff out there as well. So, and then the last area is, well, I think I got it all. Career business, financial, spiritual. Oh, family. <clears throat> what two improvements do you want to make in this area? You want to, you know, Zoom your family more. Maybe you want to talk to family more. Maybe you want to talk to family less. But what comes up for you there? Just jot down two improvements that you want to make. And then the next step, that was step number one, but the next step is based on these 14 improvements that you want to make, I want you to ask yourself over the next five minutes some self-reflection questions and just journal your answers to these self-reflection questions. And so I'll read those off for you. At least I'll read off most of them. And I'm going to link to a post that actually addresses all three of these 15-minute goal-setting tips and tools for you. So you can link to these questions as well and tell your friends about it. But one question is, what goals can improve my life balance? So maybe we're off balance and we're setting goals in one area like uh, professionally. I find people find people set goals professionally and when it comes to their health at a greater um, they're more likely to set goals in those areas and have more goals in those areas than they are in other parts of their lives. They're less likely to set a fun goal, less likely to set a set an intellectual goal. They also are generally pretty good at setting financial goals as well, and so they connect that with their career often as well. So how could setting some goals in different areas add to your life balance? What's a dream that I'm not able to let go of but consistently rises to the surface. What changes to my life would make the would make me more my authentic self? So what goals would make me more myself? So sometimes for me, it's the fun area. So if I set a goal of just being goofy more, that's gonna make me more myself and I'm gonna enjoy my life. So I set a goal of saying every holiday, I'm gonna dress up, do something goofy, I'm gonna go over the top a little bit, no matter what it is. So if it's St. Patrick's Day, I'm gonna dress up like a leprechaun. You know, if it's Halloween, I'm not gonna just help my daughter dress up, but I'm gonna dress up in something goofy as well. So these are ways that I can increase my balance and make me more myself. I gotta do a podcast dressed up like a goofy old old man or something. That's actually more myself than doing a podcast just dressed like this. But um, do I have a problem that I could turn into a goal? A problem that consistently rises to the surface? Am I struggling with a life decision overall? And can I make that a goal? So in six months, I'm gonna figure out my career, at least the direction I'm gonna head in. Maybe that seems too lofty, but I believe you can do it if you're intentional about it. Could improving a relationship become a goal? So you have some hurts with your brother or with your parents or make that into a goal. Or is there something I want to change myself about myself that I can make my aim? So do I want to lose weight, stop worrying, stop controlling people, be willing to live with a dirtier house and not be so OCD? 
Do I need to forgive? Maybe change my depressive state, change my anxious state. And the third step in the process is where you connect with your intuition. So think about it. I give you information through a podcast, yet I'm not about information. What I'm all about is inspiration, is transformation, is something coming from within that you know is gonna transform your life. And for me, my faith is very important to me. And I want every day to actually be seeking not my will, but God's will for my life. And again, I'm not trying to be preachy here, but it's something that comes up a lot of times when I make times to spiritually connect in the morning. Something comes up that's inspiring for me. And this is what I need to do. This is where I want to go. This is what I, who I need to talk to. This is a direction I need to go in. And so it changes. So for you, as you look at this information, what inspires you to become, and we're just going to do three, three things from this list that's inspired you that you're going to make your aim for the next six months. So it took just 15 minutes, three things, and you gotta just write it down. Go ahead, write it down right now in your mind. Just as you've gone through this, maybe you're on, going on a workout, you're in a workout right now, and you know, as I've talked about this information, these are things I gotta do. These are goals I gotta, I gotta set. These are things I know I gotta do. So I was inspired, trust that, trust your gut. Trust that, don't, don't push it aside. Don't push it aside because these are the moments of clarity that we have that can be transformative, obviously. Transfer, it can transform our lives. One simple goal, one person, one change can transform our lives. One thing, one thing, one intentional action can transform our lives. So there you have it. 15 minute goal setting. Now is the question of what you're gonna do about it. Most of you, I hate to say, we'll listen to something like this and they won't and you won't take much action. I like to think that my listeners take lots of action. So let's say that 50% of you are not gonna take any action, but I want that to increase. I want that to increase every day. My hope is that from today, you've been inspired in some way and you're willing to say, I'm gonna do something with this. I'm gonna apply something from today to my life. I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna write these things down. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna actually post my goals in my car. I like to post them on my dash, my top seven goals. I like to post them on my whiteboard or my, actually I have a corkboard to the left of my chair in my office <laughs> that I look at. So it's really one of the most visible places in my office, at least one that I look at quite a bit. But there are days when I don't even look at them. There are days when I pop into my car and I don't even see those things posted on my dash. Kid you not, I mean the whole entire day and they're on there and I drive maybe a lot that day. It's gotta be something we intentionally focus on, but you post them on your mirror in the bathroom. You post them somewhere in your, in your house, somewhere. You email them to your friends and say, these are the goals. I don't know what it is for you, but something that you're gonna actually do to apply this information today. So please subscribe to my podcast, give it a review, Apple, Spotify, if you like it, tell your friends about it. Something you can also do is subscribe to my e-newsletter. If you do, you will get a five days to overpowering anxiety ebook. You'll get my life balance tips ebook as well. And you'll get 50 excellent relationship building questions if you subscribe. I'll send you out great content. I promise not to spam you things that you can apply right away. I have products that I sell off my website as well. You can check those out. Online coaching course called Tune Up For Life. I'd love to 
have you check that out. There's a whole two sections that are on goal setting that goes way, way, way more in depth and has worksheets based on the same content as well. So, but really the main challenge for you is if you or your team, or if you're interested in this topic, we would love, someone on my team, the Decide Your Legacy team, would love to visit with you about ways we can work with your team. We can go out and speak, we can do a workshop over Zoom, something, a way to connect with you, because my passion is for people to find transformational clarity, overcome their biggest fears. You do that how? Through relationships, through changing your perspective, through changing your actions, through that self-care, intentional focus. So thank you for tuning in. All the show notes will have the links to everything I referenced in this podcast. So the worksheets, the blog post, everything I referenced as well. Go over that information. You will not regret it. Take a step. Apply something from today. My name is Adam Gregg, Decide Your Legacy podcast. You make a decision. You decide your legacy. Nobody else. You make a decision intentionally to apply something from today. You decide your legacy. Thanks for tuning in and tune in next time for podcast number 60. Thank you. See you next time. Bye-bye. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. 